News Radio 78, WBBM Chicago. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... that it is useful, even vital, to plan ahead. And it sounds and seems reasonable enough. However, there are philosophers who tell us that man proposes while God disposes, and that the best laid plans of mice and men gang after clay. So, what's to be done? How shall we live? I suppose I might answer as best we can. <laughs> but that's begging the question. Isn't it? Maribel, what, what are you doing here? I came here to ask you a question, Miss Russell. But, but you're dead. Yes, ma'am. That's why it's so important. Miss Russell, tell me why you killed me. Me? I, I didn't kill you. you. You died in an accident. Why did you kill me? An automobile accident. I, I wasn't even there. Why did you kill me? Our mystery drama, The Plan, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Kim Hunter. It is sponsored in part by X-Lax and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. sustain you more potently than the power to recognize in your humdrum routine the true poetry of life. Perhaps it's true. Perhaps there is poetry visible to the poet as he gazes upon the sameness of every day. Well now, consider Robert and Rebecca Russell. A comfortable married couple, fairly well along in years. Their lives have flowed along quietly, peacefully, contentedly. They don't care too much for surprises. They favor the tried and true. They will never set the world on fire. But should that be held against them? Is uh, something wrong, Robert? Well, the egg. It isn't three minutes. It, it isn't? But I, I did set the timer for three minutes exactly. You set the timer? Well, yes, Robert. But where's Mary Bell? Maribel hasn't arrived yet. She hasn't? My goodness, it's five minutes after eight. Yes, I know. It's not like her to be late. She knows exactly how to handle the timer. Well, if you, if you don't like the egg, please don't ask for the toast. I burned it. Oh, you poor dear. And as for the coffee... Uh, Robert, dear, cooking has never been a particularly strong point with me. I do hope Maribel gets here soon. I'm terrified at the prospect of having to prepare lunch. Why do you suppose she's late? This must be the first time in 25 years. Well, today's her birthday. Oh, so it is. I'll go out and buy her a little gift. Now, be careful not to spoil her. I thought I'd do something extra nice for her and 
So last night as she was leaving, I said, Mary Bell, here's five dollars. Tomorrow morning, you forget that bus. I want you to come here in a taxi. Start your birthday off in style. She must have liked that. That's probably why she's late. Some cab driver could be bringing her by the scenic route. I, I think I'll go down the street and get the paper. And you'll also pop into the coffee shop for breakfast? Why don't you join me? No, no, I'd better wait here for Maribel. All right, I'll bring something back for you. Rebecca? I'm in the kitchen. I have a container of coffee for you. Mmm, I can use that. Maribel isn't here? No, not yet, and it's 9.30. Something must have happened. She would have called. Have you tried her place? Yes, there wasn't any answer. Well, then I... I don't know what to make of it. I'll try again. Uh, could she... Uh, could she have overslept? <laughs> no. She has a built-in alarm clock, that one. Now, look, I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable explanation. Well, I would think so. No answer? Mm-mm. I didn't expect there would be. I'm worried. Oh, you see, there she is now. Well, she never rings the bell. She has a key. Well, I'd better answer it, I guess. Oh, uh, what can I do for you? I'm Officer Allman of the North Precinct. Uh, yes, Officer. Uh, do you want to come in? Uh, is this the Russell home? Yes. I'm Robert Russell, and this is my wife, Rebecca. Uh, you employed a domestic by the name of Mary Bell Spencer? You... you said employed. Is something wrong? Uh, yes. You're trying to break something gently, officer. Is... is it... is it what I think it is? Yes. Oh. You'd better sit down, my dear. Oh. There was a card in a purse. It said, in case of emergency, notify Mrs. Uh, Robert Russell, 310 Wallace. How did it happen? Uh, it's one of those uh, freak accidents. Yes. Uh, she was in a cab. It was uh, coming up Garfield Avenue. That's uh, just a couple of blocks from here. I, I know where it is. Uh, thing like that doesn't happen once in a hundred years. You got this crew. They're going to hoist a safe up into one of those new buildings on Garfield. Just a couple of blocks from here. Uh, yes, officer. I know where it is. Yeah, well, they uh, got uh, the thing in the sling, and the block and tackle is all rigged up, you know. Uh, they're lifting it in the air up alongside the building. Well, it's maybe seven, eight stories high, you see. Are you trying to tell us that... that... Yeah, the uh, cable snapped. Just broke, and this great big steel safe must have weighed more than a thousand pounds. Maybe comes plunging down into the street. Oh, no, no. Yeah, just as this cab is coming by. Oh, my. And the uh, safe, well, it hits the cab, and, uh, well, it's, that's about it. She, she's dead? Well, yes, ma'am, I thought we understood that going in. Uh, she's, she's dead. The driver's dead. The cab was demolished. Robert, I, I, I don't think I feel very, very well. Now, go inside and lie down for a bit. Uh, officer, thank you for letting us know. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's just one more thing. Yes? Yeah, she has to be identified. It uh, has to be made official, and since you're the one that's supposed to be told, uh, then you're the one that has to... Uh... Go go down to the, to the morgue. Yeah. 
I, I thought you understood that. Do, do I have to go now? Well, ma'am, the sooner the better, if you don't mind. The attendant's gonna roll out this, this, uh, uh, it's kind of a table. And you just look. Uh, go ahead, Julius. Oh. Miss uh, Russell? Yes. Yes. Mary Bell? You're positive? Yes. Well, I'm sorry to have to keep asking, but it's important for us not to make a mistake. Important? To whom? You're satisfied it's Mary Bell Spencer? Satisfied? <laughs> yes, yes, I'm satisfied it's Mary Bell Spencer. Okay, Julius, it's a definite. Well, now, Miss Russell, it's, uh, it's over. It's all over. <laughs> Not quite. But you had a very long nap. Oh, I was tired. If you sleep too much during the day, you're certain to have a restless night. That's true. Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? Look at this room. Everything seems to be so dusty. You know what I think? Tell me, dear. Mary Bell. Mary Bell may be getting just a wee bit too old to handle the whole house by herself. Rebecca... Well, darling, the cleaning, the cooking, the laundry, it, it wasn't all that bad while she was younger. Rebecca, what are you saying? Mary Bell is dead. Did you hear me? Yes. Yes, Robert, I heard you. I... It's just sometimes I... I wake up from sleep, I, I, a deep sleep... Weren't you the one that said when we sleep, we're in another world? Yes, dear, but that was just sort of a literary... But I believe it. I believe we are in another world while we sleep. And sometimes when you wake up suddenly and you, you haven't quite left that one and, and you haven't quite returned to this one, do you understand? I think so. So you're betwixt and between both worlds. You've left the fantasy of the one, but you're not quite inside the reality of the other. And at a time like that, I just keep forgetting that, that Mary Bell is gone. You see, Robert? Rebecca, you'll have to accept the fact that Mary Bell is dead. I've accepted it. But you haven't. I've just admitted it. Every morning at 7.30, you keep looking at the door. Why? I'm not aware that I... You keep listening for Mary Bell's key to turn in the lock. You keep waiting for Maribel to walk into the house. That isn't so. It is so, my darling. That's why I keep saying you haven't accepted the fact that Maribel is dead. Oh, Robert, I know she's dead. Well, then why don't we hire another maid? Another maid like Maribel? <laughs> never. They just... They just don't exist. I know we'll never get another Maribel. I mean, just another maid. You can't run this house by yourself. Now, there are various employment agencies... I, I know, I know, Robert, I know. For, first thing tomorrow morning. You've been saying that every day for the past three weeks. It's all part of what I've been saying. You refuse to accept the fact that Mary Bell is dead. Now, why? Can't you tell me why? No. But does that mean you refuse to tell me? 
What does it mean you don't know yourself? Oh, Robert, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I, I just want to have a little nap. But that won't do you any good, darling. You can't escape into sleep. You'll have to face up to it. Please, Robert, I will. I just want to close my eyes for a little. Very well. Good morning, Miss Russell. Um, Maribel, where have you been? I've been away, Miss Russell. And now you've come back? Yes, I've come back. To work? No, no, Miss Russell. I can't come back to work. Oh, did you get another job? No, ma'am. Don't you want to work for me anymore? Oh, yes, I do. Well, then, then why don't you? Because I can't. Why can't you? It's because... I'm dead. You... You're dead. You know I'm dead. You saw me lying there. Lying on the slab. Maribel, what is it? What, why... Why have you come? I want to ask you a question. Will you answer? Yes. Will you tell me the truth? Well, did I ever lie to you? What did you have against me? What did I have against you? Oh, my poor Mary Bell, I didn't have anything against you. If you had nothing against me, ma'am, then why did you kill me? Why did... I... Why... Why did I what? Why did you kill me? How... How can you say that? Because you killed me. No. No, I didn't kill you. It's because of you that I'm dead. Why did you do it? I didn't kill you. I, I, I didn't, didn't kill you. Didn't kill you. My darling, I, I wake didn't up, kill wake you. up. You're having a terrible I dream. You. I, I didn't kill you. Oh. I, of course I, you didn't. I, I was talking to Maribel. To Maribel? She accused me of killing her. I denied it. I... I shouted at her. I... I screamed. I didn't kill you. Rebecca. Hear me out. But, but, but the louder I screamed, the more I became convinced that I was lying. Rebecca, what are you saying? I'm saying... I did kill Mary, though. Let me get you something warm to drink. No, please, don't humor me. But please. When she first accused me... Well, how could she accuse you? She's dead. That's right. It isn't true that you killed her. It... It is true. Now, I know. I... I did kill her. Why should she say that? We were told exactly in great detail the facts in Maribel Spencer's death. And yet Rebecca is convinced that she is to blame. To show you how exquisitely fair we play, the reason for Rebecca's belief has already been presented. Do you know what it is? Well, I'm not going to say another word until I return with Act Two. question of dreams has always been up in the air. I suppose it depends on when you lived. Today, a man who is out of touch with reality is called a dreamer. 
But in ancient times, men looked deeply into their dreams in order to find the reality of their lives. We have a lady with us today, and she just had a dream that's an absolute beaut. Rebecca, let's start from the beginning. You dreamed you saw Mary Bell. It may have been more than a dream. What does that mean? I... I don't know. Well, at, at any rate, in this dream, Mary Bell says you killed her. Yes. But Mary Bell was killed in an unfortunate accident while riding in a taxi cab some six or seven blocks from here. That's been established. Yes, Robert. Then her accusation that you killed her simply does not hold water. It may not hold water, but it does hold the truth. Just ask yourself, Robert, what was she doing in that taxi? She was coming here to work. Why was she in a taxi? Because you'd given her the money to ride in one. And don't you see it? See what? Every working day for 25 years, she had come here by bus. The number 16 bus, door to door. Then because, and only because, I gave her the money. Oh, she... no, 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 no. We can't have any of that. Any of what? Any of that misplaced guilt. Misplaced? Unfounded. At five minutes to seven each morning, Mary Bell Spencer would catch the number 16 bus in front of her tenement. It would leave her here at the corner at exactly 25 after. Is that a fact? None of this has anything to do Had with... Had she it. made her bus as usual, she would have arrived here safe and on time as usual. Uh, Rebecca, we cannot control fate. That isn't true. I controlled her fate. No, not intentionally. Not consciously. Yes, consciously. You caused that cable in the hoist to snap? You were the one responsible for the safe falling? But I placed her inside that cab. But it wasn't deliberate. It was. I ordered her to take one. Darling, you speak as if you'd done something terrible. I did. But it wasn't intentional. The results are the same. She's dead. It was an act of kindness. Was it? I... I don't know. How can you not know? The day before she'd finished about the house, she was ready to leave, and she said to me... I remember she said to me... Miss Russell. What is it, Maribel? Might I have the day off tomorrow? Oh. Is there any special reason? Oh, yes, ma'am. It's my birthday. Oh. Well, I... I wish you'd notified me sooner... Oh, if it, if it isn't convenient, I... Well, it's just that I, I had... Ma'am, uh, forget I asked. But it's your birthday. I had lots of birthdays. No, no, Maribel, you just take off. I can see it wouldn't be convenient. It's not that important. Are you... Are you sure it's all right, Maribel? I'm sure. Yes, ma'am. I'm sure. Oh, you're a gem, a perfect gem. I guess I'll be leaving now, ma'am. Oh, uh, Maribel, I'll tell you what. Seeing as tomorrow's your birthday, why don't you come to work in style? You forget all about that old number 16 bus. Take this five dollars no. and ride to work in a taxi no, cab. No, Miss Russell, I couldn't do that. Nonsense. Here. Tomorrow morning, you just ride in that taxi like a queen. Well, I, I, I don't see how you can blame yourself. You were willing to give her the day off. No, I wasn't. And she sensed it. And she was too timid to insist. Rebecca. No. Oh, Robert, what sort of hard, cruel, 
terrible woman, am I? Now, Rebecca, I won't permit you to say that about yourself. But it's true. A woman worked for me 25 years, and she felt so frightened, so, so insecure, that she didn't even feel entitled to take the day off on her birthday. Why did you refuse her? Why? I'm sure you must have had a good reason. No, no, I didn't. I didn't have any reason at all. Well, then why... Why, I don't know. It was just a kind of irrational reaction to... To, to what? Oh, I'll never know. It just came out, that's all. Something made me say no. But surely you must know what that something is. Oh, stop it, Robert. You're badgering me. I only want to know why you didn't give the poor woman the day off. Isn't it obvious? No, dear. I said no to her because it really did not suit my convenience for her to stay home that day. I did not wish to do for myself. Oh, Rebecca. And her needs were of no more consequence to me than, than, than those of a bird that perches on my windowsill. This isn't you, Rebecca. And the final insult, the supreme gesture of contempt. The five dollars I casually tossed at her. Take a cab, my poor peasant. Taste on this rare occasion what is my regular diet. Rebecca, I'm going to take you to a doctor. Why, am I crazy? Am I? Oh, Robert, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Oh, please, relax. I, I'm not mean. Of course not. Oh, vicious. Never. And I was a good mistress to her. The best. I treated her very well. Exceptionally. Then why didn't I let her take the day off? What made, me, what made her come to work that day? Rebecca, you must believe that there's a special providence in the fall of a sparrow. There is nothing that has not been ordained. Do you... Do you believe that? I believe there's a plan... A plan? Someone said the good Lord does not play dice with the universe. Yes. And so all events form part of a grand design. All moves have a meaning. You... You do believe it. You're not just saying it to... to, to make me feel better. Perhaps we shall never understand it. Perhaps we may even refuse to accept it. But we're powerless to change it. It's the plan. And the plan called for Mary Bell to die that morning. It wasn't your fault. And now for a follow-up on the news. Who will ever forget that freak accident about a month ago in which a huge steel safe fell some seven stories right on a passing taxi. It killed the passenger, Miss Mary Bell Spencer, and the driver, Tom Horvath. The Faulkner Rigging Company is being investigated to see if there is a basis for negligence. Mary Bell Spencer was a household worker. Mr. Horvath drove the cab to put himself through college. He was an honor student and taking an advanced degree in chemistry. Stay tuned for another follow-up of the news on the half hour. Tom Horvath, 
Darling, please, you'll have to forget this whole business. I try, Robert, but I can't. It wasn't your fault. You keep saying that, and I, I keep trying to believe it. Horvath, Tom Horvath, he drove the cab. I saw his picture in the paper, a bright, handsome boy. I tell you what, let's go out in the fresh air. A walk will do you a world of good. Now, you go, dear. I, I'm tired right now. Darling, try to put it out of your mind. Mrs. Russell. Mrs. Russell. Please. Wake up, Mrs. Russell. Who are you? How did you get in here? I don't know how I got in here, but I do know who I am. Uh, who are you? What do you want? I'll scream for the police. There's nothing the police can do to me. Why? Because... Because I'm dead. Who... Who are you? You know who I am. Tom Horvath. Thomas Jefferson Horvath. I... I'm dreaming. Does that make any difference? What do you want? I want to know something. Yes. I want the truth. I have the right to know the truth. Why did you kill me? You have no right to say that I killed you. It's because of you that I'm dead. No. A lady got into my cab that morning. An elderly lady. A tired elderly lady. How tired, how elderly, I didn't realize. Until I said, good morning, ma'am. And do you know what she said? You know how she answered me? Do you know what she said? I don't really believe I ever had a good morning in 25 years. Now you don't want to talk that way, lady? I'm not a lady. A lady sits all day in an easy chair, eats little chocolate cakes, drinks from tiny glasses as thin and clear as a bubble of soap. Well, how much is this ride about to cost me? Five dollars plus the tip. Five dollars plus a tip. Oh, yes, there'll be a tip. But I'll have to pay that myself. It's the same with every gift she ever gave me. At the end, there's always something I must pay. Well, lady, these days a taxi ride's not a treat. Mm. If only I could use this five dollars to buy something I really need. Okay, why don't you? Oh, no. A lady. She'll be watching from the window to see me get out of the cab. She'll spend the day talking about what a nice, easy trip I had. Proving to me how kind, how generous she is. Oh, I'm afraid not to ride in a taxi. You see what I mean, lady? Why did you force her to do it? I was only being nice. I, I, I thought she'd enjoy it. Couldn't you just let her have the five dollars? Without strings, you forced that tired, exhausted old woman to come to work, to get into my cab. And therefore, at 16 minutes after 7 that morning, I was driving down Garfield Street when... Please, please, it didn't have to be your cab. But it was. Do you know how hard I worked to save money to go to school? Everybody said I'd be a brilliant chemist. I'm sorry. And now it's all gone. All because of your... Your vanity. I said I was sorry. What could I have done? You could have been a truly kind, generous woman. You could have given your maid what she needed, not what you wanted. It was a cruel act. 
a stupid act. And when you do something cruel and stupid, you create a chain of other cruel and stupid things. Go away. Go away from me. I'm as far away from you as I can get. You're alive. I'm dead. Can there be a greater distance between two people? That all depends. What is the distance between life and death? How far must we travel? How long must it take to go from one to the other? That, I'm afraid, I cannot answer. However, I can say in all certainty that you won't have to travel anywhere at all or wait more than a very few minutes for me to return with Act Three. a thousand friends hasn't one to spare, while he who has a single foe shall meet him everywhere. Death, the foe of each one of us. Where can we go to escape him? Where can we hide from him? Death has a schedule to maintain. Every stop is clearly defined. Every pickup is unmistakably marked. Everyone's life is carefully planned so that we may each find ourselves in precisely the right spot at exactly the right time. Get, 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 get away from me, please. Why? Why did you kill me? I didn't kill you. Then why do they happen? These accidents. These crazy accidents. It's the way it is. No. There's a reason. Isn't it cruel? Isn't it stupid? Isn't it senseless to die for nothing? The way I did? The way your maid did? I don't deny that. When an I... accident like that happens, it's because the forces of senselessness, stupidity, cruelty are being strengthened. They're being nourished and supported. And then they come together. They meet in a train wreck. A plane crash. Please, please, no more, no more. You help feed these forces of evil. How? What did I do? You put your maid in my taxi. I thought I was being good to her. Did you? Did you really? Rebecca. Oh. oh, good. You're awake. Oh. Oh, yes, 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 I'm awake. You were lying there so quietly, I didn't know if you... If I, I know why I killed them. Killed them? Well, first, Tom Horvath. Well, who's Tom Horvath? The cab driver. Oh. And, of course, Maribel. For 25 years, I've been your pretty little doll. I've been handled like a beautiful, fragile work of art. Oh, darling, is that... Was that wrong of me? Yes. To shield you from the coarse and terrible realities of the world, was that wrong? Yes. I was to be admired, appreciated, and enjoyed. Kept in a safe and protected place on the shelf. But you're a lady. And I've been coddled and spoiled. I've been spared the agony of life. I love you. I want your life to be easy. And meaningless? My maid was killed. And so was an innocent young cab driver. 
I ask you why. And what do you tell me? Some, some nonsense, some science, some science fiction mumbo-jumbo about some master plan that determines the fate of the world. It isn't mumbo-jumbo. There is a plan. And it called for both Maribel and Tom Horvath to die that morning? The plan calls for thousands of people to die every morning. We're only aware of the ones who have affected our own lives. No. Tom Horvath told me something else. Who? Tom Horvath. Uh, but how, how... He had no reason to spare my feelings. And so he told me the truth. Which is? When you do something stupid or senseless or, or cruel, you aid in the creation of an event that is stupid and senseless and cruel. Like that accident. Rebecca, you're not well. I'm not your fragile little doll anymore. I know why two people were killed in that accident. We can never know. Don't talk to me about some mysterious, inscrutable plan. The entire accident was surrounded by stupidity and carelessness and cruelty, including mine. All right. All right. Let us say you can use those words about your own conduct... Who else besides you helped to bring about that accident? I'm going to find out. Officer Almond? Yeah? Uh, do you remember me? Oh, yeah, you're the lady that, uh, uh was it the murder? No, no, it was the two people who were killed. The, the accident on Garfield Avenue. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, uh, Mrs. Morris. Uh, Mrs. Russell. Oh, yeah, now I remember. At the, uh, precinct, they said you would be here at lunchtime. I'm, I'm sorry to disturb you. Oh, it's okay. Have a cup of coffee. Uh, no, thank you. May I ask you something about the that accident? Oh, sure. Why do you think it happened? Well, the uh, cable was no good. It snapped. According to the news, it wasn't thick enough. But how did that happen? Well, uh, well, I can tell you. But the reason I do is because you got an interest in the case. See, we're close to an arrest. Those guys are going to be picked up today. Which guys? A whole clique of guys who worked in the warehouse. They've been stealing cable and selling it on their own, you see. Well, a legit order comes in for so many feet of such and such gauge. You follow this? Yes. Well, maybe that's the kind they've been stealing. They're out of it, so they send some other gauge that looks to be just about the same, but uh, it isn't. And that's why it snapped? Yes, ma'am. Shouldn't someone have noticed? I don't know. You're talking about fractions of inches. Well, the, the boss of the crew that was raising the safe. What do you want from him? He was only doing his job. Was he? Well, thank you. Thank you for taking time away from your lunch to talk with me. Uh, goodbye, Officer Ullman. Yeah. Goodbye, Mrs. Morris. Uh, Mrs. Russell. Oh, I don't suppose it matters. You, Joseph Bessemer? Yeah. Uh, known as Big Joe Bessemer? So? Uh, may I ask you a question? Okay, what are you selling? I, 
I'm not. I'm not, not selling anything. I just wish everybody would quit ringing that bell. Uh, Mr. Bessemer. Ah, don't call me mister. Why shouldn't I call you mister? Because I'm a bum. I'm nothing but a drunken bum. You understand that? I, I must ask you a question. Well, ask. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid of you. Ask. That's what you come here for. Look over my arm. Ask. You're hurting my arm. Ask. Why didn't you notice it was the wrong cable? You were... You were come inside. I... I've been waiting for you. For me? Yeah. For somebody to ask that question. But I guess it just didn't occur to nobody. I was drunk. You were drunk on the job? I've been drunk for the last six weeks. I'm drunk all the time. I'm drunk now. But... I don't know what I'm doing. My job is all feel and being able to sense something wrong. You know what I mean? Yes. I could run that cable through my fingers with my eyes closed and say, hey, hey, wait a minute, hold on. This ain't the right gauge. But when I ran it through my fingers on that day, my fingers was drunk. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. But why were you drinking? Rebecca. Yes, Robert. I don't understand. Why are you wearing black? Why does anyone wear black? I'm in mourning. And no makeup, no... In mourning? Now, Rebecca... I shall also do penance. Penance now, dear... I was part of a chain. A chain of sloth and a chain of evil. So much had to happen for two human beings to be killed in what appeared to be some random, senseless accident, but it wasn't. No, it was brought about by... Oh, as all of them are brought about, by... Well, look at what had to happen. Now, Rebecca... I shall never be happy again as long as I live. It wasn't your fault. None of you were to blame. Didn't I just prove you to were you? all fulfilling your prescribed roles in the plan. You had no choice. I had no choice but to be insensitive. The thieves had no Rebecca, choice. Rebecca, listen to me. There is a plan. I can prove it. How? I spoke to Professor Henricks. Who is he? He's the teacher, well, he was Tom Horvath's teacher at the university. Do you know what he said to me? It's a tragedy, but perhaps it's for the best. How could a thing like this be for the best? Thomas Jefferson Horvath is a genius, he told me. And he said, I don't know, but he frightened me. I would look in his eyes... I saw something wild in his eyes. I was terrified because I could sense that soon Tom Horvath would know enough to destroy the whole world. And if the world should happen to displease him, he would do it. 
He had that wild look in his eyes. Now, that's exactly what Professor Hendricks said to me. I... I don't... Believe it? Well, you saw Tom Horvath in a dream. Did his eyes have that wild, feverish look? Well, I... The look of the fanatic? Well, he was... Why, he was... That is why he had to die. That's why the cable was stolen and the wrong wire sent. Why you made Maribel take a cab. It had to come together. And all of you were only doing your assigned missions in the plan. Oh, Robert. Do you think so? Would you rather construct some far-fetched, melodramatic interpretation about how you were a selfish, insensitive, cruel mistress and be miserable for the rest of your life? Oh, Rebecca, what's happened to your common sense? I was good to her. I may have been strict, but but I was fair. Of course. I couldn't let her get away with anything. It would, well, it would have weakened her character. Now, come on, darling. Change into something more cheerful and put on some makeup and jewelry, and we'll go out to dinner. And bright and early tomorrow morning, I shall call the agency. It took me 25 years to train Maribel. Hopefully, I shall not require as much time for someone new. I don't know how much time it took. You may not be aware of it, but there is a problem with domestics these days. It's impossible, it seems, to get someone decent for love or money. The lower classes no longer know their place. I know mine. It's here with you. And I'll be back shortly. The bad things that happen, why do they happen? Is there a scale with good on one side and evil on the other? Is each evil act placed on the side of evil and each good on the side of good? And then, is it a question of which side fills up first and tips over of its own weight? Or is there a plan which simply subtracts evil and good from all consideration of morality and reduces them to mere integers in an equation? Our cast included Kim Hunter, Robert Dryden, Russell Horton, and E.V. Juster, the entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. First time she came, she wanted a reading. And then she got into the spook stuff. You know, wanted to talk to her husband across the great beyond, ask his advice what to do with all her millions. So fine. What's the harm to make some poor lady happy? I let her talk to him. And tell her what to do? Well, sure. Like I say, it's all pipe dreams anyway. I mean, you hear her talk, they don't print anything under a C-note. Till she hands out my fee. Then she has to scrabble through her purse for change. I don't think I'd mind being crazy if I felt as rich as she does. Candy. Hmm? I got a big fat surprise for you. She may be nuts, but she is as rich as she thinks she is. Susie? Mrs. Hartley Loring. Hey, Candy, baby, like I said. Huh? I got this hunch if we play our cards right, you and me are going to end up richer than you ever dreamed. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and ARM, 
allergy relief medicine. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant hit two regions on Thursday, one of them blacked out Jacksonville, Florida, the other affected the area around Montreal and Quebec City in Canada. This is Doug Poling reporting on the CBS radio network. Details on the Jacksonville blackout from Peggy Ott of CBS affiliate WJAX. It was the worst power blackout in the history of Jacksonville, Florida. All generating stations in the area were knocked out when a major generator malfunctioned in the afternoon, a malfunction which in turn tripped out neighboring systems. While efforts were being made by the Jacksonville Electric Authority to restore service, a second major outage occurred three hours later. The JEA reports that 220,000 meters or customers were affected by the power loss. Police say there were no associated crime problems such as looting. Traffic snarls provided the biggest headaches, but authorities report that most people were cooperative. By late evening, complete electric service was restored. According to the Electric Authority, capacity is meeting demand, and official states that it will take several days to survey the problem and determine the cause. Peggy Ott for CBS News in Jacksonville, Florida. The Canadian blackout rolled across the province of Quebec, affecting Montreal and Quebec City. It was the second blackout there in two days and occurred on the same system where Tuesday's failure took place. More on what happened Thursday from John McComb in Montreal. The incident lasted only an hour and ten minutes, but it hit at three minutes before five o'clock, tying up rush hour traffic and trapping scores of people in office building elevators. Montreal subway lines were stalled in most areas of the city, but people just sat where they were and were not evacuated from subway tubes as they were on Tuesday. Montrealers are expressing the hope that the problems will be corrected without any further interruptions, a kind of it-can't-happen-again attitude. Hydro-Quebec officials have their fingers crossed. John McComb for CBS News, Montreal. More news in a moment. The World Series on its way to the CBS Radio Network. Win Elliott, CBS Radio Sports here. I'll be here with the color of the World Series starting October 11th, but that's not all. Before that, the American and National League playoffs beginning October 4th. Then before that, I'll have a 17 broadcast weekend special Saturday and Sunday, October 1st and 2nd. The wonderful world of baseball, and that features the great moments of the game. Hear them all over most of these CBS Radio Network stations.